everybody. This is uh, Chrissy here, just saying hello right at the top to let you know uh, that you should stick around to the very end of this one because we have an announcement from Chrissy and Nathan, as well as uh, a little bit of one seven-year-old's opinion of why Rocky Four is the best movie ever. So stick around all the way to the end of this super jam-packed episode. Hello and welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movie Podcast on the Most Excellent Podcast Network. You're going to have to go with me on this one. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and an author montage their way through the 80s movies we love, dragging a log through the Russian snow the entire time, and while leaving the kids at home with a robot babysitter. This is episode 12, Rocky IV. Can we just call it that? Yes. <laughs> Rocky IV, our movie selection from 1985. Today, the Soviet Union has officially entered professional boxing. This is not just an exhibition fight. This is us against them. He would like to compete against anyone who is qualified. perfectly trained athlete ever. Whatever he hits, he's strong. to squeeze in one more montage <laughs> i just the boxing gov- gloves explode uh-huh. i wish they did that in real boxing it would be more exciting <laughs> the uh, yeah at the very beginning those look like really nice looking gloves too like very well-crafted american boxing glove russian boxing glove and they just do these big beauty shots of them turning and it's like they probably spent like a quarter of the budget on those wonderful gloves that hit each other and then they just explode kablooey it is the highlight of the movie at the very beginning and apparently they're both full of concrete (laughs) i don't know 
Hi, I'm Chrissy Lenz, the comedian for this episode. Well, all the episodes, really. So far. The comedian, yeah, uh, of National Comedy Theater. And with me, as always, is... Uh, I'm Nathan Blackwell. I'm a filmmaker with uh, Squishy Studios. And today, again, we have author... Craig Curtis. Craig Michael Curtis. Yes. <laughs> Take that, other Craig Curtises. Yes, the evil Craig Curtis. The more successful much. author, Craig Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy. It's true. There's a, there's, a, there's a slightly more successful author called Craig Normal Curtis. But he has done none of these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get him in here. Let's see what he thinks about uh, Rocky Four. So that's why you have to be Craig Michael Curtis because he just got there first. Just from a literary standpoint. In the same way, Michael J. Fox has to be Michael J. Fox instead of Michael Fox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Rocky IV. What's your personal history with this movie? Um, Okay. So uh, this is Nathan, podcast listeners. (laughs) Rocky was never a part of my, I guess, youth. But I was definitely aware of it, and I'm sure I'd watched each of them about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I've seen Rocky Four all the way through. I feel like I, I must have at some point, because nothing was... It all seemed pretty familiar. So I would say I had a very tangential cultural awareness of Rocky, but no real kind of strong emotional connection one way or another. For some reason, Rambo ended up being a little more of a, a, a thing that I knew about and was into as a kid. Craig? Uh, I I think I had a similar experience. I remember as a youth uh, feeling like the Rocky movies, I watched them and I kind of remembered them, but the ones I really remembered were the ones that had Mr. T and the Russian guy. They were the funnest Mm -hmm. of the Rocky movies. (laughs) And the first two were kind of boring when I was a little kid. So um, the, the, I guess, the wackier they got, the more I enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. Like James Bond movies. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, basically, it's uh, when a lot they became of kids get into like Roger Moore era James Bond, you as know, opposed to Sean kids. Connery or yeah. George Lazenby. You, you, you appreciate Sean Connery later, like you appreciate wine. It's like ew when you're young. It's exactly. Like, oh, I'm now refined. These are what when, adults like. When I rewatched Rocky as an adult, I remember. Um, being surprised that I liked the first two more than I remember that liking them, uh, because they were genuinely good movies. Uh, well, and Rocky then, won Best Picture. Yeah, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and okay. yeah, it was like it wasn't just a good Rocky movie. It was a genuinely good movie. It wasn't just a good sports movie. It was a good movie. And Rocky Two was also very good. And then Rocky Three got a little campy. And then is that the one with Mr. T? That's the one with Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Right? Which one? Yeah, and I was H- going to say which one has Hulk Hogan. That was also Rocky Three. Okay. That's that's where you start to get a little bit of the cheese factor yeah, coming off the rails. Yeah, because they kept having to you know one up themselves with each of these. Stallone movies. got more say in in these movies. I know he uh, wrote and directed and starred in this. This was his yep. Orson Welles project. Well, he he did he did two and three as well. Mm. I think I think he directed two and three. As well. And he just wrote I think one. So. He for sure wrote all of them, um, but uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So he definitely directed Rocky Four, and I'm pretty sure he did two and three as well. Well, we're not here to talk about one, two, or three. <laughs> That's true. Or five, which I don't remember. Um, I'm I've assume I saw it, but I have no yeah, real memory it's, of it. Yeah, I've got a like I don't know if I've seen Rocky Three all the way through, but I have a pretty good 
vague memory of what happens. But like literally mm-hmm. Rocky Five, I've got nothing there. Like it's like Karate Kid Three. I don't <laughs> file even not know what's found. Going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 like Thor: The Dark World. There's yeah. like a huge blank space missing, uh-huh. and, and I don't know what <laughs> what happened. Well, I'm positive that I've never seen any of the Rocky movies, except in the sense that I am a consumer of popular culture and so, therefore yeah. have seen the important bits of it. You've seen you know. the the Family Guy parody of the Rocky movie, <laughs> and therefore you've seen the Rocky the, the movie. The run up, I like mean, the uh, the stairs. Like and... I get that part, and I and I I'm pretty sure that if I I've seen all of it in like individual chunks when it's on TV. So interestingly. This is my son's like favorite movie. It's one of his really? favorite movies. How old is your son? He's seven. I'm not a good parent. I never said. <laughs> I never <laughs> claimed to be good at this. Um, yeah, for some reason he really loves Rocky, and particularly Rocky Four. And he has um, a plush Rocky that he cuddles with. <laughs> he has Rocky and Drago wow. and Clubber Lane action figures. Uh, which are really hard to find, I have to say. Are they vintage or are they like a remake sort of thing? No, they're sort of like, a, um, they're not, McF- I don't know, that they, they're like McFarlane toys. They're, okay. not... they're made for adults, they're high end. Yes, and they're, they're that's why they're so breakable. Like they're really articulatable. Like mm-hmm. you can make the toes bend up three different ways when you're like <laughs> really making them do the punches. Um, but they break really easily. They weren't built to be like loved and played with by a child. Right. They were meant to be cherished by adults who remember the time when loved they could by play. a child. Yes. <laughs> well, these these ones got unlucky, and they are loved by a child who's they're probably like whose parent is going to let them watch Rocky for? No one. Surely not. Never. So my my deep deep cut recommendation to Rocket would be uh, over the top. If you want, oh the yeah the, <laughs> the arm wrestling Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling one? ridiculous. I'll have to recommend that yeah. to him. Um, and I think that I'm going to record a little bit at the end oh. of speaking with Rocket about my son this about this movie and see like what he likes about it. So after, stay tuned because possibly after the credits, there's no credits, but after the conclusion of this podcast. Uh, you'll get to hear a little bit of seven-year-old Rocket and what he loves about Rocket. Because he watched it with me, and he just sat next to me, and he was like, Mom, it's going to be sad. He's the worst about spoilers. He was like, just <laughs> just be aware. Something sad is going to happen. You he will does. be crying. Well, and he knows that a I A little less than you think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's that's my history with it. So 19... Okay, so this was 1985. Mm-hmm. Like the height, this was kind of like the height of what we thought of, like the Cold War. Yeah, and I don't know anything about the Cold War at all, like historically. I just no remember idea. like the temperature, the the vague sense, because again, like this movie came out and I was like nine or so, you know, uh, but didn't really have, you don't really have like a strong sense of like political po- politics, unless it's so extreme. You had a cluster of movies, though, in this second yeah. half of the 80s that were about war and peace and the Cold War and mm-hmm. nuclear. Mm-hmm. Like Superman 4 was oh, yeah. about, yeah. you know, gotta, Red Dawn was 84. It was a genre. It was a mini genre of its own in the, in the 80s. Yeah. So uh, this was one of the them. Whole pro- well, the, it's, and, we, it's, and there was no need to worry because yeah. Sylvester Stallone is going to solve it for He's us. He's got this. Yeah, that's spoiler alert. His, his whole message is bridge building mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. let's all get along 
Yeah. And I, I don't know. There was something about the Russians in the Olympics. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be like terribly interested. But mm-hmm. turns out Russia was always a problem, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's interesting. So I was reading an article talking about like, because we just had so much like anti-communist propaganda slash entertainment of like, you know, these movies about the Soviets and stuff like that. And Apparently, they really didn't have an equivalent. Like, it wasn't as slathered on as we were doing it on our end. So, Rocky Four was actually Drago 2. They had just gotten the, the Ivan Drago series going with that. So, they did the crossover and didn't go well for Drago. But, yeah, it's interesting to think of us as the ones that were way more whipped up into a kind of a, a, a fervor about this mm-hmm. whole anti-communist stuff in our entertainment, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. So just starting at the beginning of the movie, some things that were surprising to me. (laughs) The robots. Robots. (laughs) And um, because I I think the robot is in a later Rocky movie. Is it? I think like maybe it's in. (laughs) I feel like I would have remembered that robot coming back. Maybe it's in Creed. It's in something else that I've seen. (laughs) Are you sure? It could I be in Rocky Balboa. Be. I don't know. It might, I think it might be in Rocky Balboa. Anyway, I was aware of the robot, but not how terrifying it was. Um, the thing that I thought was more scary and interesting was how much Rocky seems to invest in cake and cake making. And really, like, we're talking Ace of Cakes level cakes. Uh-huh. I don't know. You boys are looking at me like you clearly were not giving any attention to the cakes. I was distracted cake, by the robot. He has a cake made that has Polly's, like, beautiful face on it. <laughs> His face. Yeah, and the message is like, eat your, eat your face. But like, he didn't decorate that. He had that made, right? I would assume. And then like later that same day, or maybe time has passed, I wasn't quite sure. And I was folding laundry, so I wasn't super paying attention. But it's his anniversary with Adrian? It's his almost anniversary. Yeah, it's like in a week. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. He like gives that. her a cake that's a boxing ring. No, no, it's their... Yeah, it's a boxing ring with, with their wedding. A, yeah, yeah, it looks like, like a wedding was, cake. Has, has, our, got wedding a, been, has yeah. our, our marriage been that bad? It's got a guy in a tux and a woman in a wedding gown in a boxing ring with boxing gloves like punching each other. Something like that, So yeah. it seems like a, a novelty wedding cake that he got for his anniversary. I think he had that made. You don't, yeah, you That's don't... not a standard item. That's not an in-stock. Well, oh, the guy, yeah, no, no. The guy had yeah, two Lamborghinis, so I assume he can afford to get a custom-made He has a cake, cake guy on yeah. the call. Yeah. His Lamborghini has the, the license plate, Southpaw, because there wasn't enough letters for Southpaw. Yeah. Southpaw. Southpaw. Well, or... Or do we think that that's just like Rocky was like, hey, uh, you make us say Southpaw. And they're like, Southpaw? You're Southpaw. <laughs> Southpaw? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Yes, sir, can you write I that can... down? All right. I'm literally going to put what you just wrote down. <laughs> yeah, and, so... and he also, he says to Adrian, open your prize. And I was uh-huh. just like, that's this guy, I, I remember he that doesn't too. know anything except... You know, it's interesting. It's a, like when I was younger and, and I thought of like the robot and then the house, I go like, oh, man, he's, you know, it's like this is, this is, uh, you know, they've lost touch. He's, he's way too rich now. Mm-hmm. And now that I see it older, it's like it, it to me, it feels like almost like purposely being tacky. Like this yeah. is his, his, his tacky robot, his tack like it's played yeah. almost as a as a knowing. Rocky is rich, and therefore he this buys. This is the crap that he buys. Yeah, like this- he never. It was never about the money to him. So the money right. is just for 
toy, almost childlike. Yeah, like it, like, yeah. It, like it should be ridiculous it, that they've got a robot. It's sh- it's not supposed to be cool. It should be yeah. ridiculous. It's what a little boy that, would buy if oh, if I have a billion dollars, I'm gonna buy a yeah. robot. I'm gonna buy a I'm cakes get a cake that every has your day. face on it, that my face on it. Everybody's gonna get a cake. That's that's. I think that he's kind of got the mind of a child. So he's yeah. a little boy. And I mean, what do you do when you have a million dollars? Well, I'm going to get all this stuff. I'm going to get a mansion. And I'm going to get you know a, a robot and and I'm going to make a cake that looks like my brother-in-law's face. And I'll is make that a his cake. brother-in-law? Is that who Polly is? Polly is Adrian's brother. So okay. it, he's his well, brother. that solves one mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Why he's here? Because that mystery right. isn't solved yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't he's got understand. a one-member entourage. Yeah, why did he go to Russia? I couldn't figure it out. And he doesn't like when they do go to Russia to train. Polly comes along for reasons unknown. He goes comes along because he needs someone to complain most for of, him well, because he doesn't do char- any help training. The reoccurring characters have all been dying off, and Polly is all they've got left at this point. Yeah, and it seemed to me like it was almost like like you said an entourage of one. Like like Rocky was basically responsible because he was married to Adrian. He had to take care of Polly too. Like it was a package deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think in the first movie, Polly was like buds with Rocky. Yeah. And, there's, yeah, 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 because yeah. Rocky's muscle for hire, right? Like, he's yeah, going yeah. and, like, shaking people down. And, like, Polly is, like, almost his, like, beat-up pimp. Yeah, his, his manager. Those? What do you call yeah. those? Manager. I, there it is. Well, <laughs> his beat-up pimp. <laughs> okay, I get it. They're called soft paws. So, I soft paw. What does it say soft paw? I said it should say soft paw. Uh, okay, so then we see Drago and his wife, Ludmilla, who are Dolph Everybody, Lundgren uh, Bridget Nielsen. and Bridget Nielsen. And my God, are they stunning. I mean, I don't know if we all know what happened to them later in life. But yeah. like at this point, they, yeah, they're they, both stunning. Like platinum blonde, sculpted like Greek gods and uh-huh. goddesses. Yeah, they, they are clearly supposed to be the picturesque supermen coming out of yeah. the russian wilderness the uber mensch they but i mean he is he's just like a gorgeous tree that yeah. doesn't talk <laughs> he's just a massive six foot five human and i i read i have some fun facts that i'll share when we get to the end but i i one of them was that they didn't want i i, I mean Rocky's in charge of everything right so by rocky i mean sylvester stallone um but the i guess the studio or somebody didn't want Dolph Lundgren because he was too big. Mm, yeah, he made him look like a dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you see them boxing short. each other, yeah, they they he towers over him. He they, from a boxing standpoint, there's no way these two people would be. They're too different a weight class mm-hmm. to be. Well, massive. and that's they get around that though because the fight with Apollo is an exhibition match and therefore doesn't have to follow any rules. Right. They're right, both right. exhibition matches. Right. Yeah. Which is one of the things we're talking about with a list of unbelievability uh, clauses here. One of them is um, that the second match, the, the first match was just kind of for fun, which one of the reasons that Apollo, uh, I guess we'll get into this a little bit later. Apollo's but, retired at this point. Yeah, so. he comes out of retirement and he's just kind of goofing around really uh and uh drago is taking this deadly serious and apollo is like no we're just having fun and whoever wins wins and then basically when the fight starts he just gets pummeled and uh in an exhibition match you're really not supposed to be going full bore at each other Mm -hmm. and drago is not someone who you know Fuffs around. He doesn't uh, have two speeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has he, he has, has one speed, and it's I must break you. 
That's which all. is the best line and in the movie. He has one speed and two sentences. Those are because <laughs> for a long time I was like, why won't they let him talk? Like his wife just does all of the talking, and then he did talk, and I was like, no, no, I get it. He's yeah, yeah. Don't his few lines. He only has a couple of lines. Quiet but down now, they baby. Are awesome. Just stand there, <laughs> be sweet. But, but so. <laughs> well, then also I. They had kind of a reoccurring thing to where Rocky was kind of like working class and everyone mm-hmm. he fought were like big showmans. And so like Apollo Creed and Clubber Lane were the like huge personalities. And I think they just wanted to finally like not repeat that and have, you know, Dolph Lundgren be more stoic. And like, you know, it's almost like like first time we meet him, it's interesting. He's almost childlike and he's... We're taking his point of view and like what he's seeing in this Vegas show, and he's just kind of like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. And we almost think like this guy is not going to be. It. We're almost not. We're almost rooting for him. Yeah. We're. We're there. It's almost kind of like he's very quiet and he's looking around and he's kind of all this is new to him and he's not threatening at all. And it then it snaps in the ring and then he flips that switch. And then he just he goes, goes from kill, his kill, first kill. speed to but the, they did that. It goes it from felt, zero to one. Yeah, it but it, it, it felt very deliberate. Like they were trying to make him. I do feel bad for him. Like I want to talk about this more towards the end than right now. But like, poor Drago. He is. He is a. Uh, they they refer to him as a machine throughout the movie. Yeah, but he's he's a tool. He's being used as a propaganda tool by his trainers and his handlers and as a tool in the movie to be the villain because mm-hmm. we need a villain for Rocky to beat. So he's he, really – He just needs a hug and a hobby. Like what if he really loves Needlepoint? Something like that. Just give him – model, you know, boats. Yeah. Things like that. Or he's really into like RuPaul's Drag Race or it's, for the modern update, I'm saying. Like he just has one thing about him that makes him not a machine. Ironically, he loves to bake cakes. Yeah, so th- so that's Wait, why they're going to find a common ground. I love it. So, and it seemed to me too, like Apollo, who instigated the first match, was really it was about him, and he says it basically chasing the fame of his yeah, so former he, glory. Yeah, Apollo had been um, retired for five years at this point, and he was kind of feeling out of it. Like you know, it's like he missed the mountaintop. You know, besides the Cold War theme. Of the movie, I think the real theme of it is what does the champion do after his moment of glory is done? For Apollo, it's the thing that I will Sit always be pool. remembered for is With over. His three <laughs> Labradors. Yeah. yeah. Sitting in the pool throwing tennis balls, and he, he can't let go of the fact that the thing I'll be remembered for, I've already done. Everything else from here on out is just me being remembered for that. And he can't let go of that. That's why he tells Rocky in the fight, do not throw in the towel. This is how I want to go out. Yeah, he I think wants, he wanted to he die. He wants to die. He wants to die in the ring. Yep. He wanted to, totally number one, number one, he wanted to win. Number two, if he couldn't win, then he would yeah. die. So he, Apollo had two speeds, yeah. win or die. As he's playing the Game of Thrones, right? Right. Yeah. Basically, the game of boxing ring thrones. Um, I, but I also thought it was super weird. Like, I got it. I think I got, like, where Apollo was at and everything. And I do wish that he could have also had a hug and a hobby and just, like, get into whatever former boxers do to still be famous. You know, pool, make throwing a, balls at golden retrievers. Yeah, and, but, like, and... he needs to get a publicist and, like, make a line of, of like, b- vodka that he sells or, you he know. make some George Foreman grills. There, see, 
you exactly. Yeah, he needs to find a life post boxing because there's a point where you physically can't do it anymore. I mean, there is, and that's what Rocky says, and then Adrian echoes it back to him, which is like, "Look, you're getting hit in the head." That is an excellent point, As and a it job. is a correct point. And yet, the movie decides that they want to turn it in on its head and say, "You know what? Uh, you know, Rocky was basically trying to tell Apollo this." in the first half of the movie up to the fight. And then after the fight, it goes the exact opposite way. Now Rocky's saying, you know what? Apollo is right. I shouldn't have to live and watch someone else fight. I should get into that fight and either win or die. And that's exactly what it is. And that's that's pretty much what he tells Adrian, who mm-hmm. says, no, 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 this is incredibly stupid. You've already seen how stupid it is. You literally just uh, comes home from the funeral before he's, he stops off and has a press conference where he announces his fight with Drago, yeah. uh-huh. which he is going to do for free. Yep. On, on Christmas. On fucking Christmas. In Russia. He has a child. Yes. He has a child. And he and doesn't then, care about living for that child or celebrating Christmas with that child. They leave the kid with the robot. He, he basically he does also that. has a new robot that he has to take care of. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to pay who's for that gonna robot? Who's going to feed that robot? That poor robot. As, especially when he's bullshit. taking Polly with him to Russia. Yeah, no one's home with that kid. They show him like with cousins yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, the great thing is that the yeah. So Adrian ends up going to Russia too. It's like she's oh okay, so it's just the kids and the robot. Yeah. And that, and so that's why he's going to become like a, a hopeless drug addict. He doesn't, but I also thought it was like in that conversation that Rocky has with Apollo. Uh, Apollo keeps calling him Stallion. That was his nickname. I know, but but it, don't you think that that's like he's sort of dehumanizing him? Like I'm only speaking to the boxer version yeah, of you. Exactly. I'm that's, talking to the Stallion. I'm not talking to. I'm not talking Rocky. to my best friend Rocky Balboa. I'm talking to the Stallion, my my competitor slash you know my. Collaborator. Comrade in arms, the yeah. the fellow warrior, and I think that's that's where uh, Apollo is coming from. He can't let go of that life, that warrior's life, mm-hmm. and he has sort of a a almost a PTSD kind of thing where he mm-hmm. can't adapt to being just a normal civilian anymore. He wants he, he has to be in that combative arena. He yeah. misses the fame and the purpose. Yeah, yeah, and the punching in the head. Yeah. Being you, gotta, you gotta love it. You just have to love it. Um, and then uh, I really hate that he didn't tell Adrian. You're right. He just was like, "I'm at the funeral." It's like literally goes thing, from the baby. funeral to the press conference. You saw the cake. Adrian doesn't know any <laughs> of this. I, I don't know why Adrian wasn't at the funeral, but apparently she wasn't because she wasn't seen there. And then the next scene is the press conference, and then he comes. She then was holding the camera. She gets chased by reporters saying, hey, "Are you going with Rocky to Russia to fight the Ivan Rocky?" She's like, "What the hell are you people talking about?" And then late at night, when the reporters have given up and gone home. Rocky finally comes driving into the parkway and, you know, he's – Adrian's like, you know, you got something to tell me, Rocky? I got swamped by reporters today. Uh-huh. And she's right to be very she mad. absolutely right. And then she's like – comes back. They have that argument. Then Rocky goes to Russia. We don't see Adrian again until she's on the plane coming in and says, I've changed my mind. And it's right that you – are, you have flown out here to Russia to die or win against this guy who's already killed your it's best friend. so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. We we probably missed the, like, the deleted scenes where it's like, okay, can you please finish filling out all the life insurance information? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no... I've come with these documents. Please sign this. Nowhere in there do we see Adrian changing her mind. She just kind of pops in and uh, probably because there's really no argument to 
sway her. There, there's no reason for her to change her mind. So no. let's not even bother trying to show her changing her no. mind. Just She just shows up and says, you know what? I'm with you because this is what I always do. I, I don't like you fighting. And then, oh, you're going to fight? Well, I guess I'm with you then. It was the la- it was the the most recent montage that probably convinced we have to, can her. we talk ah. about the montage? So there are four montages in this movie. We need a montage. So the what? first one happens when he's driving away. So that that's the most insane one. You shouldn't montage while driving. It's not safe. No. So the first montage is a. F- it's nearly- right after his fight with Adrian, it's and nearly- he decides yeah. he just got there late at night. They had the fight, and then he just yeah. gets in his Lamborghini, he gets in his, his Southpaw, his Southpaw, his Southpaw. So he gets in his Lamborghini, and what then ensues is nearly four and a half minutes long, double the length of like a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like it starts off like him just kind of getting, you know, remembering the bad things and remembering the good things. But then it becomes a, mo- in a, a montage of the entire series. Like and every- there's like strobe Drago in between. Uh, right. The first three Rocky movies plus the first half of this Rocky movie. And, yeah. like, and like some things that we <laughs> literally just saw. <laughs> like two minutes before. I didn't forget it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it, I mean, and then later we've got two training montages. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they like, are identical. It's two training montages with only maybe about three minutes in between them. So it's training montage number one, mm-hmm. and then a scene, and then training montage number two. In between, Adrian comes back. That's the only thing that really happens between the two training montages. Yeah. And the, and it's not like the first training montage. I think they did this. It must have been Rocky three, maybe two. But there was one where they were doing a training s- session, and it just wasn't going well. Rocky was kind of stumbling when he was doing jump rope or something. He wasn't quite getting it, and he was discouraged and stuff. And then someone comes back and kind of gives him a pep talk, and then they do... Another training thing where he's doing where well. now he's now he's in it. They, they and break I, the montages. I think into. it must have been three because it was like Apollo Creed was his Adrian in that one where mm-hmm. he shows up and says, you know what, Stallion, we're going to do this right. And then that's when they do the, the thing. And then now he's he's like he wasn't fully invested in it yet. And then but in this one, it's Rocky that the the dynamic of both montages are the, exactly the same. It's mm-hmm. Rocky doing earthy lumberjack and i'm okay uh stuff out in the russian wilderness running through you know six feet of snow and chopping down trees and throwing rocks into the you air you know what's and, interesting is like and okay. drago is is like in his tech lab yeah. with scientists they, around they, him they flip the whole like so at the beginning it's like i don't know there, there always seems to be like the mythos of like the the russians being more earthy and poor and us using more technology and money and they kind of flip it in this with drago having like serums and and computers and like you know all these different lasers and mm-hmm. high technology and then it rocket was like stuff that made him look like the predator like yeah they were like predatoring him yeah yeah and, and then you know, like he was being fashioned by a country and then Rocky is like lifting logs and running in snow, and they fl- they kind of flip that whole mm-hmm. thing, making him kind of the underdog. But it's interesting, like in the beginning of the movie, like we get the reverse sense of like, oh, America is so decadent. All you know, like during the whole James Brown. <laughs> oh wow! I, yeah. we, we have to talk about that first fight. James Brown is in this movie. Yeah. Yes, and he sings "Living in America" to completion. 
Yes. Uh, it's not like you get a clip of it and then like, okay, you get the idea. Now let's get back to the movie. Yeah. No, you get the whole freaking song. But it, it, it definitely feels like it feels excess and it feels like, oh, geez, this is like the perception of America. And then all the Russians are kind of looking around. It's like, what the F is all this stuff? Is mm-hmm. this what they call it, boxing? Yeah. And so he's set up as the underdog in that way. And then when we go to Russia... You know, and then Stallone is like the fish out of water. It he's the underdog now. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, but, I gotta so, say, I think this movie needed one more montage, and it was a montage of everything that Adrian was doing while Rocky was out running through snow. It's like her like reading magazines. <laughs> that would have worked. <laughs> it would have worked. Playing card yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, no, yeah Crying you, alone in you, the bathroom. You, you, you don't interpose. No, she's going to have to be like driving it's her car. It's a montage of her crying doing, in different rooms. Watching the first three, <laughs> three and a half movies from her perspective, all her scenes at the pet store in the first movie. Yeah. And, you know, sitting in the mm-hmm. hospital while Rocky's all beaten up by Clubber Lang. Yeah, she gets in. She is filling out the paperwork. She gets in the and, other and Lamborghini and is driving, and she has her own montage. <laughs> and it's a lot of her just like signing up to be his emergency right. contact yeah, in different exactly. scenarios, uh, cleaning blood out of the bathroom. So then we get to the fight. So uh, one thing, which fight? So this is the, the second, shortest. The second fight. Okay, so. We have to add that this is like the shortest of all the Rocky movies. It's oh, like is it? it's like an eighty-nine minute movie practically. It's like ninety minutes, and there honestly, there's like only like six story points in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's super, super stripped down, and half as many montage. Like there's yeah. at least that many montages. Songs filmed in their totality, mm-hmm. and it is not a complex film. There's no subplots. It's just beginning to end. It's such a straight shot. You, you have to invent your own subplots, like Polly and the robot, because they have an evolving relationship. <laughs> they sure do. The the gender reassignments of the robots. Yeah. yeah at first, happy birthday, Polly. And Polly hates this thing. And then, like, the very next scene, uh, like, that's when Apollo comes to visit and tell them he wants to fight uh, Drago. And then... They're having this serious conversation about this fight, and do you really need to do this? Do you really need? Can't you just move on? And then Apollo starts to say something, and then he gets distracted because in comes the the robot. It's like, what the hell is that thing? Mm-hmm. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. And, and Polly, that's my girl. And now she's got like this seductive voice, Polly. But she's also like nagging him, isn't she? She's like, what am I supposed to do while you're out? If I've told you romantic. before, I've told you a thousand times. Uh, Send yeah. it to Italian wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, the fight. The fight. Okay, oh, wait, can I say one thing? And and so we get to the fight, the Drago fight. Yes. The, the thing. The showdown. The one of two plot points that happened in this movie. <laughs> right. The first this is the, fi- the second the, one. The fifth of six plot points. This movie has two speeds. Yeah. <laughs> um, just go with me on this. So here's the thing. If Drago is so unbeatable, he kills Apollo. In, like, a round and a half, yeah. But mm-hmm. Rocky, who's smaller and arguably worse at boxing can go beat him then doesn't that make apollo look bad i don't think it avenges him it so really much does it kind of diminishes him... him in the boxing world and remember i bet apollo's feelings were hurt after that fight yeah he's like oh yeah, sure the, the oh, ghost you of can apollo fucking do it i guess i didn't carry enough logs through snow yeah but he didn't though he didn't train at all or anything right is that what we're meant to understand is that he well, didn't really no, train. We just didn't see his montage of training or his m- multiple montages. <laughs> he was in great shape. He, his, he had just... His trainer 
went after he his train it was weird the first fight is that who that other guy is yeah that that, I, I think his and name he, is Duke. he's in Rocky Balboa too yeah oh. but he um his that was that was Apollo's trainer and uh he was more of a level head you don't really see him until after the fight him yelling throw in the towel Rocky because Rocky yeah this is, is all Rocky's fault is the manager he's really seeing his friend literally get killed out there and if you throw in the bloody towel the fight's over. And he didn't do is it that because real. Yeah, that's an actual thing. Okay, it I think is. It isn't is super that's, dumb. Well, <laughs> that's another argument, and that's <laughs> we don't also have to a one-sided that. Adrian argument where you're going to have to have a change of heart for no particular reason. I guess but so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Rocky is. Let's convince you with a montage. Uh, R- Rocky <laughs> can end the fight by throwing in the towel, but he Apollo told him not to, so he doesn't. And then, you know, well, one and, punch and, and he's down and he's dead. And Rocky's and very he's, simple, childlike, completely addled by yeah, punch's he, brain. He told me not to. He said, I'm not going to throw the towel. Well, yeah, no, he, he was definitely agonized over the decision. I think he did it because it's really what he wanted. What, what he wanted. Yeah, but there's no discussion. Like, like, clearly. Plus, he Duke, borrowed the, his lawnmower the, and the, still, <laughs> I mean, like a year ago and still hadn't gotten it back. <laughs> Well, the real problem with that first fight was that Apollo was still distracted by Polly's robot. I mm. think that was just stuck in his head. Like he was, he was, he was doing thinking, this living in America dance, and it was like in his head, like he was why like, does Polly call him? Call that robot my well, he girl? He was thinking when I what leave, I'm going to get my robot. <laughs> Where do I get a robot like that with the the mantis head? But the the trainer was like yelling, throwing the towel, throwing the towel. So it's clear he thought Rocky should have saved his life. Uh, Apollo's wife. Also, stop the fight. Stop the fight. Last time we see her is at the funeral. She never shows up again. Well, I wouldn't either if I was her. I'd be so pissed at Rocky. I'd be like, Rocky, you dick. Give us a scene where she like slaps him at the end of the funeral. Like you killed him. Like in Jaws or something. A little emotional release. Because she never shows up again. So I guess she like. Well, she shows up in Creed. Yeah, that's what I was going to add. I assume she would because she would be. It's a different actress, but yeah. Well. But, yeah, he comes back, and now I'm going to train Rocky. I assume, like, in that uh, Rocky Drago fight, he would be the one to not throw in the towel. Yes, and Maybe that right. was his idea. It was like, I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to train this guy. He's going to go in there and get his butt killed. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm just going to stand there like oh, this while, wow. so while like, Adrian's yelling, throw in the towel. And Polly's like, throw in the towel. Stop the fight. And but, he's going to, like. Okay, he says, though, the trainer says, they're standing in the snow, and the trainer says, uh, I wrote it down. He says, uh, Apollo was like my son, which made me go, wait, how old are you? Like, <laughs> I can't figure it out. Um, and then he says, you're the one. He says to Rocky, you're the one. Uh, you're going to make sure he didn't die for nothing. And it's like, no, but he did. Though. How are you going to accomplish that? Even if you win, like you said. He did, though. Yeah. He died y- for you'll, you'll beat the guy who killed that guy, killed Apollo. And there, that diminishes Drago and therefore diminishes Apollo because he's the guy who got killed by this guy who lost to an aging Rocky Balboa. And it sort of shows like, oh, Apollo just didn't want it bad enough. And I didn't okay. want to live bad enough. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he did. Yeah, he wanted um, it too badly. But there was this also like you were talking, Nathan, about the the flip where like in, um, we start in America and America is the place of excess and too much and full length James Brown songs and Dancing Girls and all this stuff. Then it flips. We go to Russia. They've got all the technology. They're basically turning into a machine, and Rocky's the underdog. Well, there are two points also in the fight where Rocky is like, he's not a man. Like, he's not human. And then he punches him, and he bleeds. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he is a man. He can be beat. And in that same moment, moment yeah, Drago's like... Yeah, then you switch like, back to Drago and he's saying, he's in, in Russian, man. he's not a man. He's a machine of some kind. And it's like... like they, He's like a troll who lives yeah. under a bridge. <laughs> where, where they have opposing viewpoints where... where uh, Drago went into the fight thinking Rocky is just another American boxer who I'm going to destroy because I am required to. While Rocky is like, this guy is a machine who cannot be broken. He is just like made of steel. And and Drago says at one point, uh, he is made of iron. It, punching him is like a piece of iron or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's the cool hand Luke philosophy. Just if you never stop fighting, eventually you win. It's tough... There's no way to uh, so I made a list of things I found slightly unrealistic in Rocky Four. Okay, let's hear it. But one of the, <laughs> but one of the, just you know, uh, but one of them is is you see Sylvester Stallone fighting Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. and there's no way that he could win. The, no, there's the no height, way. The height distance and the arm distance is so massive mm-hmm. that basic that basically what they end up doing is. They make most of the end fight a montage to kind of cover up and hide the seams. You know what their their physical difference reminded me of was um, the old Punch Out <laughs> kicking game. a bunch of like uh, that, that hobbits. Old, the old <laughs> Nintendo game Punch Out. You were little Mac and you were this tiny oh, yeah. little character, and then you would be fighting like King Hippo and uh, all of these other big caricatured boxers. And they would be like three times your size, especially Mike Tyson at the end. He was just this huge gaping, and, and you were this little tiny guy wearing a you know a black t shirt, and and <laughs> you were just the, the size difference was so vast that it was like yeah, you're like a little elf fighting, yeah, a, little Mac. Um, uh, but he shouldn't have been able to win. Yeah, and and, and the problem with the ending, I, I feel like it's most, like having a child fight. Yeah, Drago, yeah. Like. yeah, and. Uh, you know, and fighting ch- children is easy. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, no. It, and the problem is, is that the the main fight gets so montaged that there's there's never really the human aspect montage that they four. have that, that they that they have in all the other Rocky movies, to where there's like a human element that turns the tide. They don't really ever explain like what is the thing that turns the tide. Like even strategically, from a uh, you know, it's like from from a boxing point of view. We've already established that, you know, he hits, like, Drago hits, like, over two times stronger than the average boxer. And so he's just hammering, he just hammers Apollo Creed. But when it gets to Rocky, he's just strangely resistant. And they end up going, like, 10, 12 rounds. I think they and, go all the way to the end. They go yeah. to the 16th round. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and there's, they go the distance. There's not really any huge physical damage at Rocky at this point. At this no, point, you become a superhero. Be basically, um, yeah, he, he should have, a like, bag. an orbital collapse. Uh-huh. In he, his... he should be all bloody and purple all over his body. But yet, he's still taking it. And there's never... They don't really explain how he's able to kind uh-huh. of close the distance and make the size not be a huge deal. Or, he just kind of wins out of like superhero power. It, yeah, because it also doesn't un- explain how he could do enough damage to Drago to knock him out. Yeah, he well, he be able to he's go. chopping Drago down like like cutting down a tree. 
they make the the metaphor where in the training montage you see Drago sparring with a guy and he knocks the the sparring partner out, and then at the same time Rocky's chopping down a tree. So mm-hmm. that's how you take a guy down is you chop down a tree. So and much metaphor, oh, Sylvester down. Stallone. So like, many beautiful poems, visual poems you're writing for us. It's a haiku. It uh, but yeah, oh, I it's wrote just, a haiku too, by the way. Well, oh great. Yeah. But let's hear your five improbable things. <clears throat> so my my five this improbable. This is your haiku. Yes. This is my. Okay, we've already touched on most most of these. Um, the robot, would you say the robot was too sexy? I would. <laughs> so that was more for humor. Too many montages, obviously. Um, so or, at the too many or not enough? How is that? I would say too many. I want to see a montage. I would of say the kid home alone. I would say we would have a plethora of montages. Yes. Um, okay, but. Wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you want to see like a Home Alone of Rocky's son by himself with the robot, where burglars are coming because they know Rocky's in Russia, so he's got to defend ah, the, the yeah. Balboa house. Yeah, I got <laughs> that. That would be great. Keep, um, keep going. Uh, the Russians cheering Rocky's name at the end. Of that the fight. is the most. I don't even. I. It's. They have you ever? Yeah, it's not ever, even about like America versus Russia. It's, it's like. Yeah. The home team is the team you cheer for unless you're, you know. Yeah. You don't have – if you're rooting for your team and, oh, the other team is playing well, I'm going to root for them now. But I think in the first fight, the audience starts cheering for Drago. Like they boo him at first and then I think they're going, Drago, Drago. In the first fight, I was mistaken because I thought at one point they were cheering Drago, but they were cheering Apollo. So were they? They were. I, I assume because otherwise the exact same thing happens where yeah, the crowd decides but that was my read. Yeah, he killed our former heavyweight champion. I think that's what happened. Like, like, th- like they're showing that in both things the boxer won over with their superior skill. I thought that was the point. I don't think that an American crowd is going to cheer. So I, that was on my list. I, I found think it's that just to be that, illogical. I think the Russians are a little more. Weak-willed about their team, they're like they're 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 more about getting on the bandwagon with the winning I team. I think they're so going to be like, fined and taxed if they cheer against Drago. No, no, because that you guy have, who stood up and clapped, he got shot in the, the head after this. No, the Gorbachev. It was a Gorbachev stand-in. He was like the leader of the Soviet Union who was so moved yeah. by Rocky. That's, that's number five on my list. Number is, five is is world peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, they through a boxing stage, match, it's like, hey, did you forget about Apollo? Just real quick, I know you've been hit in the head a lot. But did you forget that you came here because of Apollo? Because you're not saying he... anything about Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe like just throw in one quick. Yeah. Oh, I, and I, I really hope. It's too bad Apollo's still dead. Yeah. That. Creed, Good night, everybody. Creed from Creed doesn't watch this movie because he doesn't mention <laughs> Creed at all. Nope. At the end. Yeah. Okay, and then okay, is that everything? Yes. Well, we we covered so much. We covered the montages. We covered. Those sexy, sexy, the sexy robot. robot. Sexy robot. I, I'd like to add that no boxer. Being a boxer is a very dangerous profession. Oh, yeah. It's you a very stupid thing to don't do. don't do it for free. No. And if you're going up against an opponent who killed his last guy, his last <laughs> opponent. His last and only. And you're going to do it in Russia and you're going to do it on Christmas. And yeah, At exactly. least do it for minimum wage. Yeah. It, <laughs> even if it's like, okay, well, I'm going to donate all of my proceeds to charity. Then do or that. Or to Apollo's family. Yeah, or or maybe like then. to your family when he dies. Rocky like, just went up to them after the funeral and said, oh, I want to fight you. Well, we're, we're going to do it in Russia. That's fine. Oh, we're going to do it on Christmas. Okay. 
Uh, like he was clearly there by himself. No we, one was yeah. representing him. We, we don't have any money uh, to do give you. Have you. A, a manager, uh, an agent. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I already got my Lamborghini like, and my robot. Do you have a parent? Do you have a parent <laughs> you can call? Um, <laughs> and then I did think uh, for a moment, I, I really like the way that Rocky seemed to turn Apollo from an em- enemy to a friend. And I sort of was like, maybe he and Drago will be friends. And I thought Drago we is should... the new Apollo. He's That's... the new guy he hangs out with. And they're and... like, well. It's That'd be stallion. great if they if they started like, the tradition of like creed that they come out with Drago. Yeah. Drago. But, I, so I here's what cool. I found out. Because um, I was like, oh, we should each imagine like what Drago did after this. Um, you know, like give it the Adam Reini twist. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It already has an Adam Reini twist. What? Because Sylvester Stallone has said that what happened to Drago after this is that he became addicted to drugs and committed suicide. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So it was a happy ending after all. You know what would have been the best, though, is if Stallone said, or uh, Rocky said, I, I'm not going to do it for money, but we, whichever side has to disarm the nuclear weapons. Oh. Yeah, the loser has to, has to <laughs> dump all their nuclear weapons into the North Sea. I'm not, I'll do it for free. For all. But at the end... If, if we're both and then he alive, ends up bargaining them down to just five percent of their nuclear. I want, I want a twenty second hug. Um, okay, so just world peace in one section of the world. Here's here's my fun facts that I got from the IMDb. Apparently, Carl Weathers and Dolph Lundgren did not get along, and like maybe it was just like really method acting. But at one point, uh, Dolph Lundgren threw Carl Weathers across. The boxing ring across the you world. see that um, <laughs> across the entire there, world. There's a lot of breach of boxing etiquette in in both fights, where there's like shoving and tackling and rolling on the ground. Yeah, and like throwing at each other and punching after the bell. And I guess that's why they were non-sanctioned bouts because they yeah. were fast and loose with the rules there. Um, also, and this I think answers our um, our supposition that Rocky should not have been able to win this fight uh, for some of the shots. Sylvester Stallone wanted them to really be punching each other. So he was really punching Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was really punching him. Mm-hmm. And he had to be airlifted to a hospital. Stallone? Because his, <laughs> yeah. he got yeah, punched we, in the chest. Who do you think it was Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear because it was uh, a <laughs> yeah. dangling monitor. Uh, Sylvester Stallone got punched in the chest so hard that his heart swelled. And <laughs> and that was just for funsies. That was... And that was uh, so... Are you saying that the fact that Rocky beat Drago is unrealistic just because Dolph Lundgren knocked Sylvester Stallone into the hospital when they were fake fighting? When they were just playing and were friendly. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And you can see a lot of um, air punches in in the second fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of punch and it's like well, a foot away from his I'm head sure he was like throw. oh okay so all right um, i really loved what we got there a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff here's the thing um don't punch me anymore yes <laughs> as the director i'm going to ask that let's try it a different way we'll see we're gonna cg your fist into my face i'm sure we can do that so just kind of <laughs> cg a thing yet throw your fist oh, well, just roll, roll with me they've got a robot babysitter so a sexy robot babysitter <laughs> Okay, and then did you guys know? You probably know. I mean, maybe this is a thing that everybody knows, but I'm not sure if everybody knows it. This has the record of most oily men in a movie. 300. Yeah, yeah, that's immediately what that's, my mind was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that, that Dolph Lundgren is a genius. Oh, like yeah. Like in Mensa? Yeah. yeah. You knew that? 
Yeah, uh, okay. No, no, go ahead. I, I knew that he was, he almost went to MIT and he had a, um, he, what, is it engineering degree? Chemical engineering from the Royal Institute of Technology in the early 80s. So he was already. This was him at, at this time. Uh, the second one from the University of Sydney in 1982, also before this movie. And he's a third level black belt in a, a certain kind of karate that I'm not going to try. Uh, he was already a genius by the time he was in Rocky IV. So he really was like the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Well, he was. Eh, he wasn't much to look at, though. I mean, most geniuses are, are you know, not bad looking. Craig's I mean, using a sarcastic Oh, I use movements. my, yeah, my, I'm using the sarcastic font in my voice. And he was Swedish. Not Russian, and therefore unrealistic. They should have had Sean Connery play Drago instead. Um, okay. <laughs> Anything that we didn't get that you boys need to point out? Uh, Polly was useless, except for one. There was one moment when I thought, okay, now it's okay for him to still be here in this movie. And it was during the Drago fight. And Rocky's back in his corner, and he says, I'm seeing three of them. And Polly says, punch the middle one. Yeah. And I, okay. Apparently, All right, that's, apparently that's a good that's enough a real thing that a boxer, yeah. a boxing man said to his boxing man. It's uh, <laughs> Boxing <laughs> employee. It's a, <laughs> but it's a good enough quip for, okay, Polly can be in the movie now, because he did nothing during the training sequences. I mean, the other guy, and I think his name is Duke. He sat in the- um, Was like training him. In the Polly, Right? In the Didn't rick? he sit in the thing the that- cart? Yeah. I, no, that was a that, horse cart. That was a yeah. pile of logs. Uh, no, but I like could see Adrian how you can mistake that for Polly. Adrian was in there, and everybody was in there, and he was lifting it up. Adrian's there for moral support. The other cart, guy's there to actually shot. train him, <laughs> but Polly is just just kind of there, and like he was there from the start. Mm-hmm. So there's really no reason for him to be there except to you know. Oh, oh and he does have the moment one. where uh, at the before the fight starts, he says, "If I I, I would never amount to much if I was ever going to be someone." If I could take a zipper and unzip my skin, I would be with that robot a lot more. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. The, the, Just raise it in, Polly. I, I, I would want to be you. And so there's like a touching moment before the fights where Polly wishes he was Rocky. It wouldn't have been great if he was like, if I could unzip my skin and become anyone, I would become that guy because Jesus, look at him. <laughs> I mean, a but double master. So. <laughs> okay. Right. Actually, he did. But. Um. Not not super great. Not super great. Not super great. Uh, what is your deep cut recommendation? Okay. Um, well, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Me? No, I don't want to go first. Do you, you want to do yours? So I'm. Uh, I've got two. But if if so, um, so the most obvious one would be Creed because this is basically the prequel to Creed. Mm-hmm. Like if if you wanted to do a double pairing, this would be the one because. It's so it's so much about the the effects of really the first half hour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or maybe the whole movie, but the first half hour of no, because we forget all about yeah. Apollo as soon as <laughs> so, so Stallone. Uh, so that would make a good double header. I think so. And so, if you've already seen Creed, my second uh, uh, deep cut recommendation would be the TV show The Americans, which kind of deals oh. with. Oh, that's with good. The, you know, the Russian-American conflict, but from the Russian point of view of spies who are in America. That's a good recommendation. Well done. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off that a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to take this a few degrees away and say that I recommend Black Panther. Okay, yeah. Because of, of course Michael B Jordan is in everything, uh, everything. <laughs> and oh, 
Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> you guys take the robot. I will have Michael B. Jordan. Oh, he is, of course, Creed in Creed. Um, and he is uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. Uh, so go see Black Panther. It's a really wonderful movie. And Michael B. Jordan yeah. is um, really good in it. He's in it, and that's. Of course, he was distracted for a moment. Yes. <laughs> it was just like I pictured. I just never mind. Staring you go, dreamily you go. into space. You talk now, Craig. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm on a podcast. Oh, hello, <laughs> Craig. Okay. How long was I out? Uh, I I had you, to. You missed a full montage. Oh no! <laughs> Here's what you missed. <laughs> I I also had two. I guess I'll just pick one of them. Um, Does that mean I need to pick a second one? No, that's right. No, I'm just, I'm going to pick one because it's it's two. a oh, deep okay. cut recommendation, not plural. Okay. So I'm going to go with um, another Cold War era sports movie, uh, Miracle. Oh. Uh, it's about the uh, the uh, 1980 Winter Olympic U.S. men's hockey team who were severe underdogs against the mighty Soviet hockey team and starring Kurt Russell, who I know is a, a table favorite. <laughs> he was uh, on the last episode. Friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod, Kurt Russell, and his hair. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good movie. Watch it. Okay. All right. Well, nice work. I think everyone did really well this week. Um, okay. So what are our Rocky Four? Ratings on a scale of one montage. Let's say, well, let's say one montage to five montages, of which there were that many. <laughs> oh, movies. I've got to do math now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is your? What do you give it? I'm I'm gonna go. So okay, so there weren't any really glaring like, you know, oh, back then they thought of this different. Other than the whole like geopolitical America versus Russia thing. But just in terms of like just raw, how much did I enjoy it? I'd probably have to give it out of one out of five montages. I'd have to give it three, which would be like six out of ten okay. in our normal. Just just out of honestly, just out of personal preference, I thought it was it was fine. It was fun, mm-hmm. but in terms of like the joy factor, it was probably only a six out of ten for me. Okay, I would agree for the most part. It's it's campy and over the top and it's very simplistic plot uh but they also the serious stuff is also pretty campy but they take themselves it's not like they're doing it as a joke as sort of like they're being ironic when they say well this is better than you know going to war with russia that we're just fighting they're trying to be serious and that's what makes it kind of endearing Mm -hmm. and so i i would also i'd give a, a roughly a three out of five montages with a Sexy robot chaser. So, say three and a half. <laughs> you love the robot. I love the robot. Um, I'm going to put it exactly in the middle. I'm going to give it 2.5 montages um, or five on, on the scale of 10 because it just like I feel unchanged by having seen it. Like, unmoved. I, I could have walked away from it at any time. You, you are just, you have the same feelings about the Soviet Union as you've ever had before. Exactly. Did not change your mind. Nope. Didn't I, move the needle. Mm mm. It just was like okay, that now that's something I spent time doing. So, mm-hmm. so you weren't like the the pseudo Gorbachev at the end who no. stands up and applauds. The slow clap. No, because I was like, I was like, I get it, and I'm not gonna like judge you for like. You could tell in his boxing, eyes but. that he was just like a puppy when Rocky was like slurring those American words. You can change. Yeah, I, I can't can understand change. what he's saying. Everybody <laughs> can change. It, uh. Rocky, any thoughts on Apollo? Who? They punched. They punched the Apollo out of my brain. 
Um, so yeah, I just think it was, it was meh. It was okay. I didn't like, you know, I actively disliked Young Guns. Right. And I totally love Overboard. Yeah. So this was just like, okay, I've, yeah, I've, I've saw it. Look, we're not professionals. We're not experts. (laughs) What do you mean? Does does that seem unprofessional? (laughs) No, I'm just saying we're all over the place. It's ultimately just what we enjoy. Yes. I think so. Movie acknowledged. Okay, very well. <laughs> On that note. Yeah, after seeing Rocky Four, it's like, yes, I have now seen a movie. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, have you seen Rocky Four? And I go, yeah, I, yeah, I've I, seen it. Movie I acknowledged. I saw it. Today I saw Although, one more movie than I'd seen before. I'll tell you what, I would go one back. One movie, please. <laughs> Which one? Uh, whatever you got. Not Young Guns. Um, I, Something with Roman numerals, please. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch just the training montage part. Like, I would just watch that on YouTube. I bet there's a supercut of all Rocky training montages. Uh-huh. And I'm it's 20 that, minutes long. And I want to and I want to watch it. That, what are you telling me? That would be the best thing ever to watch on the treadmill. Absolutely. I, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. I give the montages a 10 out of 10. But the movie that wraps them first brings it down. First class montages. Well, <laughs> the first montage. Eh. But yeah, the training montages I'll go with. Um... Okay, so they, of course, uh, you can find Chrissy at nctphoenix.com, uh, at the actual National Comedy Theater, and, um, and nothing, and both those places. You can find Nathan at... <laughs> uh, Squishy Studios at all the, the social medias. Uh, Craig Curtis at uh, craigmichaelcurtis.com, cmcurtis on patreon.com, and on Facebook as Craig Michael Curtis. Um, and you can find most excellent pod. <laughs> you can find uh, the most excellent podcast uh, on its new Facebook group. It has its own yep, not group. Own, it's not a group. It's a page. It's a Facebook page. So there's a Facebook page that's just dedicated to most excellent podcast, uh, most excellent eighties movie podcast. Yeah, so and then there's please the group. like us there. Yes, please do. Uh, share Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, and uh, please leave us a iTunes review or on Stitcher, and we will read them on the air. Yeah, leave us a haiku about one of these movies. Oh, did we have a Rocky Four haiku? I did. Uh, here it is. Boxing is so dumb. Dolph Lundgren is a huge man. Punch, punch, get punched, punch. <laughs> Aw. No robot. No robot, sorry. <laughs> right. the robot... Punch, punch, no robot. <laughs> the... the robot didn't stick with me the way it stuck with you. Uh, clearly. Um... <laughs> I'm... Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, as always, when you're out there in the world, be excellent to each other and I must, I must break, break you. you. Hey, everybody. Thanks hey. for sticking around. I have a very special guest. What is R- your name? Rocket. And how old are you, Rocket? Seven. And what's your favorite movie? Rocky Four. Okay. Do you want to talk to me a little bit about Rocky? Sure. Okay. What is it that you like? So much about Rocky. Um, I don't know. He just gave me like a, like a feeling. What was the feeling? Like the first time I saw it, I wasn't really into it. Okay. Like after I watched it a little more, it was great. Okay. So how do? What's the feeling that you have when Rocky wins? Um, excitement. He makes me feel inspired to do anything. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What do you like about Rocky number four? Um, it's about how when, 
Rocky got when Apollo got killed, mm-hmm. and Rocky tried to get back for his friend. So what happens? So what happens is he goes to Russia on Christmas, okay, leaving a kid with a robot. <laughs> All right, but why do you why do you like Drago so much? Um, uh, because I don't know really. I like most of the people that Rocky fights. Yeah. What, all, what do you like about them? They all have confidence. Mm-hmm. So that gives me confidence to do anything. Oh, wow. Okay. What are some of your other favorite movies besides Rocky IV? Um, Rocky Two. But what? just in general, it doesn't have to be a Rocky movie. What are some other movies that you like? Uh, I like Pirates in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I like Star Wars. Okay. And I like other boxing movies. Other What other boxing movies? Uh, Creed. Okay. Anything else you want to tell me about Rocky, Rocky and Drago? Um, yeah, I want to tell you a little more, um, more about Drago. I think they were just using him to, to embarrass Rocky because he's like a super strong guy. Mm-hmm. They're using him for evil to kill the pop, to beat people up to show that Russians are good, Drago is good, and Rocky isn't, neither Apollo the winning, um, and Drago could do other things, like, uh, be a speed runner, runner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go to movies, he could actually do anything if they didn't, uh, mess with him. Who's they? Um, the... Um, the people who m- made Ro- Drago fight. Okay. So you think maybe he would have had other interests besides fighting? Yeah. What do you think he would have liked to have for a job besides boxing? Uh, doing, helping people, actually helping people box. Helping other people box? Yeah. Okay. What do you think happened to Drago after the end of Rocky Four? Um... I actually don't know. I think he got a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't work for, he didn't do boxing anymore and did what he wanted to do. Okay. Well, thanks for talking about Rocky with me. Be excellent to each other. And? And? Party, party on, dudes. Um, hey, Nathan. Hey, what's up? Hey, so exciting news. I heard something exciting is happening. We're going to do a live episode. What? Yeah, that's right. So you can right. see us and not just hear us? That's right. You can Ugh. see us and hear us at the same time. I'm going to have to, co- have to put on time. pants. <laughs> and we'll see you and hear you if you want to be seen and That'll heard. That'll be great. What's our movie? The Wizard, 1989. With Fred Savage? The Wizard with Fred Savage. <sighs> Ah, oh, so that that's the one with that's the it's kind of like a it's like an, a love letter to Nintendo and it is like video. product placement for Nintendo. Product placement, the movie, <laughs> the Power Glove. Oh, it's so bad. Was it Super Mario Three? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because warp whistles, all that good stuff. 
Um, and it's also before we knew what autism was. So come see what the 80s thought about non-neurotypical children. Um, it's good, but it's a bonkers movie. Watch it before you come. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be screening it at the thing because then we'd have to pay the people who made the wizard, and you'd have to pay us. Yes, but it's available on all the streaming platforms. It is for a reasonable rental, and this event is free. <laughs> It's free for you to come hang out with us, participate in our podcast, uh, but you can, and we recommend that you like reserve your seats so you know that you won't get here and, and find the whole place. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, full. and then hopefully we can have a lot more um, live shows like this, and if it's a failure, we'll never have one again. You'll never know. <laughs> we'll run out into the audience ourselves and pretend that we promise, to be people. If it's a failure, we promise we'll never do another. I promise no such thing. If it's a failure, I'll do at least three more. Um, but yes, so if it's a huge success, then maybe next time we will screen the movie and make it a whole mm-hmm. afternoon. So this one is August 19th uh, at Screen it on the sly in a van in the parking lot. That sounds creepy and dangerous. Um, it's got to yeah. be a creepy van-themed movie we can tie that in with. <laughs> There's plenty of creepy hitchhiking in this movie. Great. Uh, so please come see us August 19th, 2 p.m. Uh, you can make your reservations at nctphoenix.com or call 602-374-5638 to find out more. Yep. Feel free to tune out of our podcast now or listen to the trailer for The Wizard. Check out California, please. It's $226. Well, we only have $27.30. What does that get us? Nowhere. Corey's taking his brother Jimmy on a ride. These two boys already traveled more than 80 miles across the state. We've hired someone to find him. What's his problem? He's just shy. But Jimmy's got a secret. You got 50000 on Double Dragon? That could make this the ride of their lives. Look at him. He's a wizard. He's headed for the video championship. <laughs> this guy? What is that? Power glove. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves up for all right. With a touch of romance. I am not kissing a boy. And a ton of trouble. That's you. But too late. Red Salvage, build ahead of Christian Slater and <laughs> one of the bridges is. If you if you secretly wish that over the top was actually them playing video games, this is the movie for you. <laughs> so join us. Yay!